here's Johnny. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode two of The Buzzed here. I'm your host, Eden Gullet, and with me always is Mr. Jay Kington. Yeah, yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Jay, uh, look, I was driving home from work, thinking about something, and I kind of crossed my mind. I was like, fuck, I've watched a lot of fucking good horror movies and good horror TV shows this week. Curious what you're watching right now. Uh, so I actually recently got into Masters of Horror, which was an old Showtime uh, anthology where a bunch of different directors did a bunch of uh, about an hour to hour and a half short. So I've been watching those. Some are great. Some aren't, you know, as great as I remember. But there's, a, a you know, some good times to remember to those. And they've been kind of, you know, just getting Chloe into them and, and enjoying that, getting into the Halloween spirit, I guess. Yeah, man. Same here. I'm trying to get Kate into into all my stuff as well because uh, I just love the holiday. Uh, just love the Halloween it's like the kickoff of the holiday season, but I started out with uh, uh, Tales of Halloween. Really liked it. Uh, really yep. creepy, campy B-roll horror uh, short stories, but it's fun. Yeah, I watched that as well. Uh, not as good as Trick or Treat, but, you know, fun. I want to say incredibly scary, but more fun. But, you know, similar to what Trick or Treat did, I'd just say Trick or Treat was a better overall film. Yeah, totally agree with that, man. Fucking way better. But, you know, really what the the thing we're here for tonight, we're talking about Suspiria. Uh, And Suspiria is fucked up and weird at the same time. Um, You know, you and I did a vast amount of research for this. Uh, We jumped in a lot to it. We found out some different things all the way back from the 1977 movie. It's three films. uh, And then all the way up to the remake of the 2018 one uh, that uh, that is – you know, the one that we're really talking about tonight, mainly. Uh, so, Jay, kind of like, what did you learn? Was there anything that you kind of jumped into and learned from? Uh, I mean, I learned quite a bit because I've honestly, I've been a fan of this kind of subject for a while. And what we're talking about is the craft, witchcraft, black magic, if you will. Um, I've been, you know, always interested in, in stuff like this. This is basically uh, a film about that. Now, it is done in a more abstract way i will say compared to you know your your typical american horror films there is quite a bit to the imagination but uh it does have some you know factual uh background to that i would say yeah totally it definitely has some factual background to it uh and some really weird mythological black magic background it's it's a it's kind of a fascinating way that this came around you know, just from my research alone, yeah, I was kind of discovering from the the way the, that Dario Argento, uh, the 1977 director, kind of discovered this was from a writer named uh, De Quincey. Uh, his name was Thomas De Quincey, and you know he had this collection of essays. Uh, they were called Suspiria de Profundis, or like the Sighs from the Depths. Uh, and it was uh, these collection of sort essays and psychological fantasies uh, that he wrote when he was addicted to opioids, which is really fucked up and weird. Um, but also, do Explains you, a man. lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Uh, no, it's cool because it has an interesting background. You know, yeah, totally. That as well, you know, uh, Dario Gento actually 
you know, married one of the stars of his slashers, uh, Deep Red, which was, uh, she was named Daria uh, Nickelodeon. There it is. There's a crack we're looking for. Um, but, <laughs> but before they had their child, they actually uh, traveled around, uh, you know, France, Germany, and Switzerland. And kind of in that, that meeting ground of those three countries, that's what they refer to as the Magic Triangle, uh, where there is a supposed, uh, you know, quite a bit of, of occult occasions that, that happened there. Uh, so they visit different, you know, sites and cathedrals. Um, and the interesting, you know, kind of thing is, you know, they never met any witch or anything like that, but, um, you know, his soon to be wife and mother of his child, uh, Nickelodeon actually had a grandmother who, who uh, used to tell tales about that part and said she used to go to, um, used to go to an academy on the border between Germany and Switzerland where the where the faculty practiced black magic. So she was always telling these ghost stories to, uh, you know, Nickelodeon. And she wrote Suspiria, and it was basically, an, you know, something that, um, you know, kind of she took on uh, or expanded on maybe some of the previous tales her grandmother told her. So that's kind of like the inspiration for this movie. Again, all about witchcraft, um, you know, and high strangeness. Yeah, exactly. High, very high strangeness, very psychological, very uh, dark and just like deceptive. Like the whole movie, uh, I, I watched both. And, uh, you know, the 2018 one, I feel like it stuck out to me more. Uh, and it, it's very, it almost feels like you're watching like a dream. Like it almost feels yeah. like you're watching a bad dream. And, and no, it's I, agree. Very, I agree. Yeah. The 2018 one was, was more put together. Yeah, exactly. It was more put together. It was more Americanized, rather. Exactly, exactly. Well, I want to know the who, what, when, where, and why, and I get that from this, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's based off like, you know, witchcraft and, and sorcery. You know, the 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 religion that is a Wicca, basically, it's some that is practiced, uh, you know, to this day. Um, you know, it's the story of the movie is based around you know witchcraft at a dance academy but it does have some actual you know factual uh you know backing it's based on the three mothers which is one of the the main gods of the uh neo-pagans worship the wiccas worshipped uh one is the horn god the other is the you know triple goddess yeah and the the i you know i think what you're talking about there is the uh the the three mothers uh and in terms of those uh you know there was uh, three different gods or devils, uh, and those were Mother Tenenbaum, uh, Mother Lacrimarium, and Mother Suspiriorum. Uh, and you know these were actually uh, what was based off of uh, Argento's original trilogy, which was you know Suspiria, Inferno, and the Mother of Tears, uh, and those dealing with each of those different ones. Now Guadagnino, uh, who's the director of the 2018 film, he kind of deals with it in a different way. Uh, and kind of from my research that I saw, I found that, like, you know, he, it seemed like he put all three of them in one movie. Uh, you know, it was because when I was looking it up, I was like, you know, I was wondering if they were really planning to do the, another trilogy again. And they're not. I don't, like, from what I can tell right now, they're not doing another trilogy. It was almost like this can just be a standalone film and stand on its own. Uh, it was all based off like basically the success 
of this film and whether or not it would do well. And honestly, it didn't do well. Uh, I looked up uh, kind of like the numbers of this and <laughs> it did. How much do you think this movie cost to make, the 2018 one? I don't know, probably 19 million. Hey, you're fucking close, dude. 20 million, actually. Really? Oh, holy shit, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was 20 yeah, million. Say it probably grows 7 million. Uh, it, dude, holy fuck. Are you looking at this right now? No, uh, no, no. I swear to God, these are complete guesses. Really? <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at my notes. 7.9 million is how much that movie made internationally. 7.9 worldwide. We're gonna have to round up to eight on that, but that was so close. That's an. I'm impressed. I'm over here pretty impressed. That was nuts. That's nuts. But so honestly, I mean, you just spoke about like the, the three mothers, though, right? So you know, we go back to like the Wiccan culture, and uh, I'd already mentioned that they, they worship mainly two gods. It's the triple goddess and the horn god, right? So the, the the horn god is more of the masculine form. The triple goddess is obviously the feminine form. And the three versions of that are the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Uh, the maiden being a virgin, representing purity, um, you know, honor, worth. Um, whereas the mother is exactly that, you know, mother more uh, loving, embodies the body of earth motherhood fertility creation and, the, and then the crone is what we kind of want to focus on here is that that's like the evil one right so that's the yeah. more uh it's it's involved in other folklore and fairy tales as where it's it's a, typically an older woman uh you know disagreeable malicious sinister having some sort of ties to magical or supernatural associations about them um you know kind of the the evil kind of part of that triangle and honestly it's all based off the moon uh you got two crescents one on each side and the full moon itself so think of a c a full moon so a c and o and then almost like a backward c but it's, it's celestial based interesting and this is where we're kind of talking about a little bit the magic triangle as well right like with this occult uh, associations too right yeah so i, I mean no, you're spot on. I mean, and they mentioned three mothers in the movies. I think it's a direct correlation of that. I also think that there was a trilogy. So also, you see, we run to the number three again. But I think that Suspiria kind of captures all three of those in one movie. I think uh-huh. the other two, you know, later films that Argento did were um, honestly, you know, like spinoffs or capitalization that might have focused on the other two mothers more. But I think Suspiria yeah. kind of does a good job to involve them all. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like he does a good job. Uh, Guadagnino does a good job involving them all. And yeah, and Argento, he kind of spread those out over his works from '77 all the way up to 2000, and I think it was seven that he did his his uh, final film, The Mother of Tears. Uh, but really, what you know, what we're here talking about is the 2018 film, and kind of just jumping into that, uh, I, I kind of wanted to do like a brief overview. Uh, of that film and just kind of walk through it a little bit uh first off all-star cast like clay grace moretz dakota johnson tilda swinton like i fucking love all of them like they're they're great actresses yeah no i i honestly didn't realize i was chloe grace moretz at first really like it's yeah i did not like it took me a while yeah and honestly when you think of chloe grace moretz what's what's the what's the film that comes to mind like because i want to know if we're on the same page here um i mean I I always imagine her as like the younger version of herself. I, I want to say Kick Ass because like yeah, that's the exactly. most popular one. Yeah, but 
I, I mean, she's been in some other like good films. I mean, like La La Land and and I mean, she's been in reputable films. But she that's was the in kind the of remake that, like, of Carrie, and which was great too. I, I, I people don't like it that much, but I like the remake of Carrie a lot, where she was in it. Yeah, no, I mean that, that was an horror movie. Um, I not a bad remake. Like I really love Stephen King movies, like Castle Rock. I, I have a kind of soft. Are you eating that up right now? You know, but I mean, I also like remember her, like in the Fifth Wave, which is a weird kind of alien yeah. movie that she was decent at. You know? Dude, I read those books. I read those books. Like I had, I fucking had to see the movie. Like I loved uh the fifth wave i thought it was great people shit on it but like if you read the book it was a fine transfer into the uh you know from from book to book to screen yeah i agree uh but anyway yeah so like it begins off with uh following patricia who's played by chloe grace chloe grace moretz uh in actually 1977 which i think is kind of that easter egg of uh since suspiria was filmed and released in 77 uh but anyway, so she visits her psychiatrist, uh, Yosef, which I don't know if you knew this, but did you know that Yosef, the the guy, is Tilda Swinton with makeup on? What? Yeah. No. Yeah, swear to God. Uh, yeah, swear to God. That's, that's Tilda Swinton right there uh, with the heavy makeup on as the old man, uh, the, the psychiatrist. Wow. She's a great actress. But yeah, uh, that's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. she was she was phenomenal in her role. I know, and she was doing both of those right there. Like she she's got some range, man. Wow, that's that's insane. I did not know that at all. Yeah, dude, I it did not fucking too. realize that at all. <laughs> it blew I'm, my mind, mind blown, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, she tells her psychiatrist Yosef, who's played by Tilda Swinton, this dance academy is run by a coven of witches, uh, and then. Shortly after that, Patricia, she goes missing. Uh, and his suspicions, like, they basically, they arise. Uh, and dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. And then we're introduced to Susie, uh, Susie Banyan, who's played by Dakota Johnson, which they use in both the 77 version and this one, uh, same names. It very similarly falls along the same path. Uh, and I thought you were talking about Dakota Johnson. I was like, that's not physically no. possible. <laughs> No, no, she's played. It's that uh, black magic. Yeah, dude, that's that black magic coming in here to play. You know what I'm saying? But no, she's Susie, the same character name used in both movies, Susie Banyan. Uh, uh, she quickly catches an eye, the eye of company director Madame Blanc, who's also played by Tilda Swinton, uh, of the Marcos Academy. Uh, and strange things then begin to happen. So pretty much immediately, it's it's very quickly in the first 30 minutes. Uh, a yeah, it, it, it definitely happens quick because I was like, uh, like within the first 15 minutes, I was like, I wonder when this is going to like really start to get into it. And it happens quite quickly. I mean, they, they mentioned her as Mother Marco. So like kind of to that triple goddess effect, but, like right then you're kind of thrown into it. See, for me, like when I first saw this, I was like, I, I went in and I just, just didn't read anything. So I didn't know what to expect with the mother marcos anything like that but then it got into where that that scene that you see in the trailer with this woman olga being trapped in a room in a mirrors uh and she's she's put in that room because she's accused by madame blanc uh, of being a witch she or sorry excuse me she ex, she uh accuses madame blanc of being a witch during rehearsal yeah and during that same rehearsal 
like Madame Blanc, she inflicts this power on Susie, and in consequence, well, Susie decides to take the lead role, right? It's just like yeah. he's going to step up, and there's like hesitation, and Susie, being the new girl, just steps right up. Yeah, and she's a bad bitch the whole fucking movie. Like she's a she's like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, and she fucking steps up to the plate, and she is uh, uh, put a spell on a spell is put on her by Madame Blanc, and she starts this dance. And as this dance happens, you see things start happening to Olga, and I don't even want to explain it, man. You go ahead and explain it. It's just it's just. I mean, it's uh, it's death by contortion. I mean, like you literally. See, you see strange colors come out of the human body uh, when ribs break and push the skin out. She leaks a very uh, disturbing color fluid from her mouth as she, um, you know, I guess starts to die, but she doesn't. She doesn't actually die right there because then they like throw the hooks in her, and it's 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 it is fucked up. It's fucked up. It's disgusting. It's uh, Guadagnino, the director. He definitely sticks on par with the grotesque horror that uh, that Argento does in his first film, and it's it's every bit as disturbing and gross and awesome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so after that, uh, uh, we kind of move into like Susie, and she quickly becomes Madame Blanc's protege. Uh, and she's appointed to lead their production of this of this dance called Volk. Of Volk, yeah. Of, yes. Of the, of the show Volk, yeah. And, and it's kind of cool because the movie's broken down in like six parts, I think, maybe maybe five or something like that. But it's kind of broken down in like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Four, <laughs> Act Five. So it's, you 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 see it develop. But yeah, so they kind of take over what at first appears to just be a dance or an act that is, you know, the show Volk, but it turns out to be a bit more. Yeah. And it does because this woman, Sarah, uh, who's another dancer at the Academy, uh, she arouses suspicion and she begins to investigate basically Madame Blanc and her, the rest of the Maters, I think is what they're called throughout the movie, uh, which is interesting because German for mother. Yeah, exactly. German for mother. And that's exactly what they call Mater Suspiriorum, Mater Tenenbaum, you know, all of them. Um, but it's 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 German for that. Uh, anyway, uh, so during the night of the rehearsal or during the night of performance of Volk, she discovers the body of Patricia, which is uh, Chloe Grace Moretz's character. Uh, she discovers her body. Uh, and is confronted by the other mothers from the school in the catacombs of, of the of the same school and breaks her legs. But somehow, which was weird to me, she makes it back in time for the dance. I don't understand how she made it back in time for the dance, considering you have a fucking broken leg. But she does. Um, and it's, Joseph. It's called black magic, though. Dude, but she didn't have the black magic on her. She was just fucking. She had but a broken they, leg. But they control it all. Do you think that they gave her powers to get a bro- like less of a broken leg so she would be back there in time and nothing would arouse suspicion i mean i wouldn't rule it out i mean but it's not ever already gave the spoiler alert like they do cancel the show like midway yeah midway which is weird we can't cancel a show midway like mid performance well well I mean, you know there's there's issues so it happens oh whatever uh, Joseph, he's attending the shows, uh, the showing, and he notices that Sarah and Susie's eyes have both changed color. 
Uh, and I don't know if you remember this from the movie. Like, they started to have this, like, different color in the eye. And, like, this confirms the suspicions that Patricia was telling the truth to Joseph. Uh, to Yosef. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, it's Yosef. Uh, and this also, Yosef, excuse me. So this also highlights that Susie is indeed working with the witches. And during this part of the film, Yosef encounters his long-thought-dead wife. Do you remember this? Like I thought this was yeah, such so, a weird scene. So so they got separated at a concentration camp, like pre-story. Yep. And he is not seeing his wife in like twenty years. He has never heard of his wife, so he never gives up the hope that she might still be alive. And that's kind of I guess that um I don't know, like sensitivity or weakness that they take advantage of yeah and totally and it's exactly what happens like the 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 witches they learn this information about yosef and they take advantage of him and uh it's discovered that it's not really his long lost dead wife it's it's really one of the witches and they're leading back him back to the dance academy uh and he is then uh taken and pretty much locked away uh i guess is the way you would say that uh, but he's yeah. tricked in a way, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we learn that Susie, uh, Dakota Johnson, has been chosen for a new vessel for Mother Marcos. So as a new vessel for Mother Marcos, that's correct. Yeah, like yeah. she will be the new embodiment of Mother Marcos. Correct. So it's it's this weird part in the film, as you said, Volk gets canceled. They were then led down to the catacombs. Uh, and then that's where we meet Mother Marcos for the first time. And Mother Marcos, you yeah. learn, has been that's alive. That's where you get to see a bunch of sexy, topless dancing. Yep, that's it's what it's what we were promised this whole film, and what I thought I was getting myself very into. Very sexual, very yeah. sexualized. Yeah, but it's not. It's it it takes two hours. You would think to get yeah, there on on the outside. You think you might be aroused, but you won't be. <laughs> No, you're not aroused at all. In fact, the whole time you're basically just confused and just as much as your penis is. So it's it's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's it's interesting because there's where the movie pulls its like final twist, uh, and that's where Susie reveals her true plan. Uh, Susie is actually Mother Suspirium, um, and she's there to claim the academy and r- eradicate Mother Marcos. So during this, she kills Mother Marcos and most of the other matrons, but leaves Madame Blanc heavily wounded. And I mean heavily wounded. Like, it was disgusting. And I loved it. Like, basically... I I love how they say wounded and not killed, because I was like, yep, she's dead. But but she's a witch. Like, she has ways to heal herself, right? Black magic, dude. Uh, I guess. I guess. I mean, dude, that's what I wonder, because I, I kept on looking into this. I was like, all right. Like, he has plenty of ways to lead this in to a next movie, a next movie, uh, and a trilogy eventually. And, I, you know, I feel like this is one of those ways because it's interesting. Guadagnino has worked with both Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson in past films. Uh, he did another movie with them as well in 2015 before this movie came out. Uh, it was called Bigger Splash. Uh, and that was uh, with both of them. And he, uh, uh, I, I feel like, dude, give this movie another six years. I guarantee. And I'm just going to interject here as well and say that, like, Dakota 
was was pretty great in uh, Fast Times. No, not Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Well, it's like she's uh, alive. Bad, bad times at the El Royale. Oh, dude, dude, fuck yes, she was. I just watched that movie a couple weeks ago for the first time ever, and I was like, "What? How Are am you I kidding me? Yeah, I slept. I've, I've watched that at least fifteen times now. I don't know why I slept on it for so long. It's amazing. It's such a good twist. Such a good twist. It felt like uh, I, I love those movies where it's one setting and it's raining and there's like a problem to solve like that's like yeah. one of my favorites I just, I, I just love that old like late 50s 60s feel you know yeah exactly i love that too and that's it was this other movie you ever see the movie um with john cusack it's called identity did you ever see that yeah yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. yeah where they're all the identities in head no i know uh, they're all bad times that are that, that girl's got pipes she's a legit singer i'm i can't Think of oh. her name off top. I can't think of her name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. The one who's with Jeff Bridges the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just, dude, just fucking name, man. We should just look it up. We should just look this up. I'm going to have to Google this real quick. Uh, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. I got it. I got it. Cynthia Erivo. Whew. That girl's got pipes, man. What else has she been in? Because before that... No, I, I she don't. was uh, she was on like some, I think one says like, I think she was on one of the singing shows, like The Voice or, or really, or, or, or talent, something like that. Let's see, she's been in Widows, Harriet, Step. That soundtrack uh, is amazing, though. It is. It's so good. Twenty miles around, like her covers are amazing. Yeah, yeah, her covers really are fucking great. She was she performed at the Tony Awards. Dude, she hasn't really done that much else. Honestly, like no, because she's, she, she's a musician, not an actor. That's the thing. Yeah, but like she, like I'm not seeing much in terms of her, you know, audio work. Like I'm just more seeing like her. I mean, I guess I'm on IMDb, but I'm not really seeing much of like what else she's done. Like she's done Genius, Broad City, Bad Times, Widows, The Tunnel, Mr. Selfridge. There's not many other things that she's done. She's she has a very short career so far. She started in like 2015, but. Before that, there's not much. Dude, she, I, I just, I mean, you can YouTube her. It's, it's better to fucking uh, just uh, YouTube it, honestly. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Uh, but anyway, uh, in terms of Suspiria, you know, we were kind of talking about towards the end of the movie. Uh, this is where Dakota Johnson's character, Susie, reveals that she's Mother Suspiria, there to claim the Academy and eradicate Mother Marcos. Uh, uh, but after that, uh, she kills Mother Marcos, leaves Madame Blanc basically dead. Uh, I think that was just kind of there to lead into like potentially a second movie where Tilda Swinton could be in there. Um, she spares Yosef's life uh, and then meets him in the office the next day and confirms that his wife is in fact dead. Just gives Yosef that closure, which I really liked. Uh, I thought that was touching. Yosef deserved that. Uh, and then she yeah. erases all Yosef of Yosef did deserve that, yeah, yeah. But she erased all of his memory and she then leaves. And I was like, come on, you can't erase uh, Yosef's like, memory. You gotta give Yosef fucking more props than that, dude. We can't pull I mean, up. Honestly, back no, here. no, like, no, no, no. So, so you're taking the wrong thing, man. She, what she gave was she gave Yosef peace. That's what she gave. She gave him peace. Yes, I get that. I get that. And then she erased it from his mind so that he could live his final days. He's an old, old man by that point. That he could just enjoy his final days. 
of being happy. But you don't want to think his final days of like knowing that his wife is dead. Like he's basically back to square one, so it doesn't go anywhere else from that. You know what I mean? mean? Like I just think that if I was that old and I didn't know exactly where my wife was, and it turns out she was killed in the Holocaust. I think I'd want to know, right? But I also think that I'd want to forget and not have to ever deal with that and just live out my final days peacefully. Like, I think that was a very kind thing to do from her. Because Joseph is, like, throughout the movie, like, he's, like, he's a very kind soul trying to help out. And, you know, he, like, he can't physically do anything because he's older. He's just trying to help out as much as he can. So it's like she gave him the peace, but also erased it from his mind. So it doesn't have to live with, like, the pain of the truth. Yeah. Okay, that's understandable. And it's interesting, though, because we, we talk about this, just to kind of segue into the three mothers. Uh, you know, that was something that I kind of dove into a little bit. And I found that that uh, Mother Suspiriorum, or the mother of size, like she represents the grieving period. Yeah, it's, it's a big part of American culture, of, of European culture as well. And people were tried and killed for this. Uh, but it is something that still goes on today. I mean, witchcraft is still practiced today, and I don't think it will end anytime soon, honestly. I don't either. Honestly, do you remember back in Louisville, uh, Route 329, Sleepy Hollow Road? Do you still remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. We used to go down that often. Did, did. I'll, ne- I'll never, well, honestly, I think I think uh, our one of our friends tommy he put it in my head of like that somebody was following us but i still remember all of those urban right. legends yeah, i've heard of the the, the 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 carriage following you yeah the devil worshiping the babies off the bridge I mean, there's there's a there's a ton of it that, that goes on there but it like it's um it's honestly impressive because you know some that was really based off just an accusation with no factual evidence behind it that happened back in the day is still something that kind of somehow finds its way into our society nowadays you know everyone probably knows of some sort of haunted house in the in the state they live in with you know whatever witch or an area where they're practicing and practicing sorcery i mean it, it literally has found its way into american culture and it, it, it's not going to leave anytime soon. And now it's only become more and more popular to practice it. But you know. oh, dude, everybody loves a good ghost story, witch story, anything that'll that'll pull them in. Uh, it's the ones that you find when they're truly real and truly have that history. That's when they're fucking interesting. But yeah. look, to wrap this up, uh, you know, was there anything else that you found from this movie? From what you research, anything that you found that, that just stuck out to you, that just this made you be like, whoa. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of want to give a props to the previous version and staying um, open-ended, I guess. You know, most Americans kind of want definitive answers in everything we do, so props to staying artistic with it. I would also, at the same breath, like to add that I'd be down to watch any of the remakes of the, you know, other two movies in the trilogy. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, dude. Same here. Uh, and I know we didn't really touch on that in uh, in the episode, but you know, uh, Dario Argento's uh, original '77 movie is a classic. I watched it last night. Um, it's exactly what Jay was just saying in terms of just like you don't get the answers that you want, but the movie you're watching feels very haunting and scary and beautiful at the same time like when you watch it you you look at the the lighting of the movie alone and it just feels like a badass and trip and i think it could, could be yeah. compared to like mandy did you see mandy yet and uh, uh hell yeah hell yeah yeah it felt like that like in terms of like the blue and the really heavy neon lighting it was really cool the way they did that because it felt like a bad dream and that's exactly what argento was going for yeah no i mean it, it is an experience um there are there's no answers promised but they're gonna they're giving you experience not answers you know you exactly. can't get the experience you're gonna get the experience yeah exactly and you're giving that that lore of the three mothers in both or excuse me, in all three, Suspiria, Inferno, and the Mother of Tears, which yeah. uh, you know were the original trilogy, and something that I hope Guadagnino does. Like I would, I would love to see more of this, and it's something I think could happen uh, because there is a fan base for this. Like there is a love for this. Otherwise, 100%. I mean, I yeah. think that they they like they did a good job of portraying a certain subject that you know at the time. I think like one of the key things in that whole movie is the berlin wall right so yeah. it's during that time the cold war i think they did a great yeah yeah exactly cold war yeah i don't know what i said but i i enjoy that kind of vibe i would like to see more um but you know honestly like i'm i'm, I'm fairly satisfied with it like what, what would you what would you rate it out of 10 out of 10 um i give it a eight i give it an eight you give it a, okay, so uh, from a movie standpoint, from a, a rather a horror standpoint, I'd give it a seven. Okay, but 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 because it's artistic, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I'm gonna give it a little a little bit of a raise because the way it's shot and the way it's delivered, I I like that. I respect that. So I will go with this a, a strong, sturdy seven point five on this. Okay, I you know what I yeah, I think we're. I, these are two films. This is our second episode. Two films that we've been similarly aligned on, and I'm well, interested. This is why we're see. doing this. this yeah, why I we're know. Doing this. But I want to get. I can't wait to get to a film where like, no, nah, that was a that was a two, and and you're like that was an eight, and I'm like, nah, dude, you're fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> as long as uh, you don't bring no trash around here, I don't want no vegetarians. Halloween hey. movies. Hey, the next movie's on you, Jay. This is this is the next pick, and and that's something we're we're gonna figure out before before uh, we shoot. Obviously, before we shoot the next episode. But well, honestly, gotta, I want to say I've got a whammy. Don't worry. Oh, I'm ready. Wait. Okay. So, what do you have in mind then? Oh, we're gonna leave me hanging. <laughs> All right. Fine. Fuck it. Leave me hanging. I right, look. I have to say one more thing because it was a theory that I read and I liked for the 2018 film. Uh, and I'm just going to kind of read it the way word for word, the way I wrote it in here. Um, but basically what they said was like, if this movie was viewed in the right way, uh, this film could be seen as a metaphor for the Holocaust. The Academy has a lot of similarity to concentration camps. They are overseen by cold and ruthless people. 
and kill and enslave those who speak up or do not work to the satisfaction of the overseers. Susie is an outsider that comes in and liberates those within much of the same ways that the Allies did. And her home of America can be seen as the biggest confirmation of this theory. Now, look, I don't know what you think of that. I just, when I read that, I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I like that, like, artistic look at it. Now, what do you think of, of the film? Uh, I mean, I, there's so many ways to interpret that film. It's, I mean, I could honestly, like, compare the movie Babe to that film or James and the Giant Peach, you know? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Okay, I'm sorry. I like. Uh, I, 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 I see it. I, I, yeah. I, I don't see it, but I, I understand where that comment would be coming from. Yeah. I, I don't agree necessarily, but I could definitely see where that's coming from. I, I, that's what I meant. Like, I see where it's coming from, but yes, like it's there's definitely not all the comparisons to it, but I, I just like that interpretation of it uh it's 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 cool uh but anyway look that's that's asperia that's mainly 2018 uh look thank you for tuning in uh jay i think one thing to kind of end on here uh that we didn't begin with uh what are you drinking right now um did we not cover that earlier uh, we did, well, we I, well we did the beginning of the other episode, but we did I'm, not. I'm, I'm, it's still the same thing. I, I stay consistent through the episode. I don't switch up. <laughs> if I, I commit to a bourbon and a beer, I'm drinking that bourbon and beer. Like, I'm gonna get more of that. They're in my fridge, but I'm yes. not gonna mix and match. I, I I can't mix and match that much. I'm not trying to die tomorrow. I'm not either. We're old. We're we're thirty plus now, uh, and we're uh, we're doing the same thing. I'm I'm bourbon and. Uh, beer as well a little bit green so it's, hey it's, it's, it's a lifestyle not many people not many people can uh, can fully understand uh, only but thank you us. for tuning in guys i'm jay yes. kington alongside with the one and only ej golet this Hell is yeah. the buzz podcast about suspiria go out and check out the movie and Thanks, stay guys. tuned for our next episode because i Hell got yeah, something man. fun planned I'm ready to see. I don't even know what's happening next, to be honest. So I'm excited to see what the hell Jay's got in store. You're going to know about 30 seconds after this podcast ends. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you guys uh, on the next episode. Bye.